4: betting landscape from coast to coast this is betting across america with mike pritchard and josh applebaum on VSense,
2: the sports betting network good afternoon everybody welcome into the program it is betting across america and we are presented by betmgm i'm mike pritchard one half of your hosting team i'm in las vegas the other half is across the country out in boston josh applebaum josh good afternoon
3: Pritch, good afternoon. Happy Thursday, my man. we got a great show today. we got a lot of action tonight across multiple sports, Pritch. Excited to break it all down with the obviously big Thursday night football game with Carolina and Houston. Seeing a big line move here, maybe a buy low spot uh, on Houston at this point. Teaser opportunities as well. We also got Thursday night college football, Pritch. Excited to talk about Marshall and App State. Got a lot of day baseball. We got our buddy Gamble and Lou coming on the program. Can't wait to break down some NFL and some UFC with him for this weekend. And Pritch, if we have time, the WNBA playoffs start tonight, so I got a couple systems <laughs> okay. when it comes to totals in the playoffs. So uh, stay tuned for that if you're WNBA better. We've been grinding this niche market a little bit yes. and having a bit a little success. So hopefully we can get those plays in at the end. But Pritch, how you feeling? A big thirsty Thursday.
2: I'm feeling great. I'm just I'm trying to slow down time. I, I mean it seriously, Josh. It's Monday night football now. It's Thursday night football, and so I'm trying to slow down the clock if I can. But I'm looking forward to those WNBA nuggets that you might have for us because we want to cash tickets. That's what it's all about. Right? So uh, let's get to it uh, with the national football league though, because we got some developments happening uh, across the league with backup quarterbacks and let's start out with the Colts. So the Colts announced this morning that they're trying to prepare two quarterbacks, uh, Jacob Easton, Brett Hundley, uh, probably not a lot of confidence in Easton, I would imagine. And so in the event of Carson Wentz not being available Here you go with the Colts catching five points now uh, in this matchup against the Tennessee Titans.
3: Yeah, so I think, Pritch, you know, one thing Michael Lombardi taught me is uh, eliminate games. Eliminate, you know, I think whenever we look to an NFL Sunday or an NFL Sunday, we, we want to pick out the games we like. I think you maybe should go the other way sometimes as Michael mentions and eliminate games that you maybe have uh, not as great of an edge on because it's always okay to lay off a bet if you don't have an edge. Now, to me, what that means here is with this quarterback change, you know, if Carson Wentz is healthy and sprains both his ankles here in this for this game and it's looking more and more or less and less likely that he's going to start here, uh, we'll see how this develops between now and Sunday. Uh, but if he's healthy, this is an all day Colts play for me divisional dog on the road you know a lot of these books open some shops are like six down mm-hmm. to five we're starting to see it creep back now to five and a half so I would still lean on the Colts in this spot uh, but again you know I'm gonna have to see who's at quarterback for this one but I think the angle that I'm looking at uh, not only that divisional dog spot bridge but the system we always talk about our grinder system when you're looking at those short road dogs plus six or less they're nine and one ATS so far this year they're about 58 uh, percent ATS the last couple of years so it's really hinging on the situation here. You know, this is a really contrarian spot where I think the public says Carson Wentz is hurt. They probably didn't like Carson Wentz anyway. Right. Now you put in a rookie quarterback or a young quarterback there. It's very lopsided. I'm seeing almost eight out of 10 bets here on Tennessee. So mm-hmm. we'll see how this thing plays out. It was notable to me, Pritch, that some, some fives did creep up or look like they may be going up to five and a half here with this news of Wentz, maybe not playing. So again, I'll wait on the quarterback confirmation here. To me, it's either a don't touch it or I'll put on the hazmat suit for Indy here in a divisional game, especially with the Titans coming off that big win. I think maybe buying low on the Colts, uh, who have covered their covered their last game, but still 0-2 to start. But what do you think, Pritch? What, how big of a drop-off is it You know, going from Wentz to, to maybe Easton or Hundley here?
2: Well, it's a huge drop-off. I, I mean, a tremendous drop-off. One of the things, Josh, uh, and we talked about this prior to the season starting, uh, is you have to have two quarterbacks. And today's NFL, I mean, especially if, if the Colts, uh, you know, Carson Wentz is a high-risk player. We knew that going into it. And uh, I think for re- re- the remainder of the season, he's going to be a high-risk player. He's going to be questionable each and every week, I believe. I don't know when he's going to be a completely healthy uh, for the Colts. So why don't you have two quarterbacks? I mean, it's easier to say that, right? But then you look at other teams that have a backup plan or they have an experienced backup quarterback, and there there might not be a severe drop-off. I don't know what kind of drop-off to expect with the Colts at this point because we really haven't seen Carson Wentz with this football team. We've seen Carson Wentz with the Eagles, uh, but we really haven't seen a large sample size of Carson Wentz with this team. Uh, And here we go with backup quarterbacks uh, now for the Colts as well.
3: Yeah, I think it's a great point by you, Pritch, you know, because, you know, what we've seen and maybe this benefits the Colts a little bit is remember Carson Wentz was hurt for a good portion of the summer right. uh, where he had the shoulder issue or the leg issue. I forgot what it was, but there was a point there where it was really looking grim. If you're a Colts backer or a Colts over win total better because Wentz was hobbled. They had some uh, COVID stuff with their coach, Frank Reich. You had mm-hmm. Quentin Nelson, the great guard also uh, with, with some issues and injuries. Um, so maybe that time during the offseason where decent did get, you know, a lot of snaps and and that and a lot of, uh, you know, reps with the team team. And at one point at, you know, at DraftKings, I know that the starting quarterback, you know, Easton at one point became a favorite before Wentz, uh, you know, obviously uh, you know, got better and was able to play that game. So maybe that's a benefit a little bit toward the Colts. Um, The more I look at this line pitch, some did open like three and a half, four, four and a half. Now up to five. Uh, Again, I I really got to know who was that quarterback here, but the more I think about it, Colts plus the points is kind of intriguing. You're super contrarian. You're a divisional dog. Uh, The total did fall a little bit, Pritch, maybe a lower scoring game. We know the Titans can put up a lot of points, and their defense isn't great, but a lot of those books open 50 down to 48 now at this point. Um, That short road dog angle that we love here, again, 58% ATS last couple years. And then Bill Vinovich, here's a small little angle. You know, he's going to be the the lead ref here in this game. He's been good to road teams historically and good to unders. So that kind of lines up pretty nicely. He's about 57% historically to the under. And he's about 56% historically to the road team. So these are little things to keep an eye out for. Again, this is a game where it's either Colts for me mm-hmm. or laying off. I'm not going to be with the public and making what, quote unquote, I think a lot of people would say, an easy play on the Titans. It's never easy in betting. There's no such thing as a locker or a guarantee. I think this is not a trap game per se, but to me, it's, it's buy low on the Colts or lay off this game entirely.
2: Yeah, it's all about the market. Carson Wentz with that foot surgery uh, prior to the season, but he got back in time for uh, week one in, in the NFL. Let's get to some other quarterback Uh, news that involves backup quarterbacks, Josh. And so here we go. Uh, There could be five teams to start backups this week, as we know. Uh, Four of those teams uh, are going to be on the road. Uh, Taylor Heineke, he's going to have the most experience, I guess, if you will, as a road uh, quarterback there for the Washington football team. Uh, And then we know about Davis Mills and his game tonight. Uh, But look at the situation. These are all backup quarterbacks, four of them on the road, Josh, uh, with big numbers as well.
3: Yeah. I think this is something that we got to keep an eye out for these. This is the kind of like an overarching trend that we talk about. So, you know, going into week one, it was all about dogs. Week two was overreaction week. I think week three, A big part of it is buying low on these teams that are 0-2 straight up or 0-2 ATS. But now we got another theme that we didn't really expect, a lot of these backup quarterbacks. And I think, you know, there's a public uh, bias against backups. Number one, you weren't the starter. Number two, you're theoretically not as good as the starter. Mm -hmm. And there's a bias of, hey, the backup's in there, automatically bet against these teams. But, for example, a couple ones that I really like, Pritch, and this is a game that we've been talking about all week, and it's gotten sharper over the last 24 hours, the Washington football team. Uh, this was a play that, you know, I was looking at Washington here early in the week, and we've seen further movement toward W uh, WFT here. Right. A lot of these books open Buffalo minus nine, minus eight and a half at home. People are just saying, hey, give me Bills Mafia all day after that impressive win. You know, two gets hurt and they win 35-0. They're saying, OK, after that, you know, week one loss kind of upset against the Steelers. Now the Bills are rolling here and they're at home and they'll, they'll crush Heineke and the football team. However, everyone's betting uh, the football, t- the, the bills here yet, Pritch, yet it's fallen eight and a half down to seven and a half. And in some books are even going to seven. So this is one of those sharp plays where it continues to go toward Washington. And I think, you know, at one point it's that conundrum, Pritch, like I missed the eight and a half with Washington. Should I still mm-hmm. bet it? Well, guess what? If you can still find a seven and a half, it may get down to seven the way it's, it's trending. And we're showing a seven on our board right here. All these plus seven and a half for Washington are juiced up minus 115. So I think this is going to get down to seven. Will there be buyback in Buffalo? We'll have to see that. But I think if you can still get a, a half point and get the hook there with Washington, I'd play Washington here in the points. They have a really ferocious defense. Maybe can keep uh, you know the Bills in check a little bit here. Uh, you also have a big rest advantage, it's something I love and we've talked about, Pritch. They played Thursday night. Uh, the Bills played Sunday. That gives you a few extra days to rest, game plan, get ready. That's been a bit of an advantage. Nothing crazy, like 53% ATS in those spots. And again, also those dogs with the line move in their favor. If you're a dog, line moves at least half point in your favor. The last two seasons, you're 59% ATS. So uh, again, you missed the eight and a half,
2: you're kicking yourself. right? Don't
3: be so sure because this may get to seven if you can still find a hook. I'm looking at football team seven and a half there, Pritch.
2: Well, I, I want your insights on this uh, for a lot of reasons. Uh, a Great. Uh, uh, words that you had right there in terms of, uh, you know, looking at these lines. Uh, So when we're looking at these lines right now, because there's a ton of information in VEASAN.com that I've been reading, uh, the insights that you're going to provide us here right now, too, because I I know quarterbacks make a difference, right? But I don't know how much, because think about these quarterbacks. Davis Mills, he's a rookie, I get it. But Tyrod Taylor was taking over a team that they thought Sean Watson was going to be the quarterback of. And we know Tyrod Taylor, he's been, he's traveled around the league a little bit. So he wasn't really set. Uh, as a quarterback, or there wasn't a culture created about uh, Tyrod Taylor out there with the Houston uh, football team. You think about Justin Fields. Now, he's better than Andy Dalton, but Andy Dalton has been traveling around. So, you know, I, I see these numbers, plus eight, plus seven. Uh, Taylor Heineke, he's replacing the epitome of a journeyman. Uh, at <laughs> plus seven and a half, right, he's replacing Fitzpatrick. Uh, Jacob Eason is replacing, or or the other quarterback, uh, Brett Hundley, is going to replace Carson Wentz in which we haven't really seen him with the Colts either. And then Jacoby Brissett is replacing a player that hasn't really proven himself or established himself as quarterback in the league. So my point is, with these numbers, Josh, uh, and I know quarterbacks make a difference, are these inflated at all because uh, of the quarterback situation? I mean, to me, as a player, I don't think the quarterback situations for all these teams are all that different.
3: Yeah, I, th- I agree with your pitch. Again, you know, I think oddsmakers—it's a misconception that they're setting these lines, trying to dupe the public. I mean, they're putting out numbers there uh, that are bettable numbers. They've mm-hmm. run through all their models, algorithms, formulas. They've had the power rating for both teams. They come up with a, you know, a, a spread at the start, and then they uh, kind of make adjustments for home field, injuries, weather, certain situations like that. Then, the, then the market takes over. So I don't think. You know, the odds makers are putting these numbers out saying, wow, you know, the public's never going to take any of these. So we might as well set it as high as we can. Like that's not the issue here. I think it's more of uh, as a, as a data minded, better okay. buying low on these teams, because again, the public isn't going to want to bet on these backup quarterbacks. Also, what is the market telling us, Pritch? Like for example, that Justin Fields game against the Cleveland Browns, Cleveland Browns opened minus seven and a half. It was kind of staying there exactly where it's at. Public is hammering Cleveland here. Uh, you know, obviously a, a trendy type team, but as soon as fields is announced as a starter, Pritch, it fell to seven. So what does that tell you? It doesn't tell you that once he was announced, the public said, "Wow, field." Or the sharp said, "Wow, Fields is terrible." Hammer the Browns here. No, they bought low on Fields with the hook to drop it to seven. Uh, I'd be looking at uh, Justin Fields there, keeping it close, yeah. grabbing the points. You would love the hook, but even the seven is, is intriguing to me.
2: Some interesting uh, dog developments right there. Indeed helps you hire great people fast. Indeed delivers four times more hires than all the job sites combined, according to Talentus. Visit Indeed.com/slash/credit when we continue the program, Lou Finocaro. He's going to join the program, give us his, his thoughts. UFC, National Football League. that's next.
4: Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com, or download the app today.
1: Hey, guys. This is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin, from the Fade This podcast. we got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball. We do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts.
6: This is Betting Across America with
4: Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on vSEN, the Sports Betting Network.
2: Football season is here and it's time to download BetMGM Sports Nevada, the premier sports betting app. BetMGM is all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials and much more. Just download the app, stop by any MGM casino on the strip, have your state issued ID, open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love the technology and fan friendly specials every day of the week. Visit Betmgm Gym for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21. Physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you feel you have a problem, it's 1 800 522 4700. Welcome back to the show. It's Benning Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you today. And happy to bring on to the program Lou Finicaro. He's a Point Spread Weekly contributor, host of Gam Lou's Bout Business MMA uh, podcast. Lou, how are you?
6: Doing great, guys. And. Tickled to be able to share a few minutes with you this afternoon.
2: Uh, Happy to have you as always, Lou. You know, Josh and I was talking about these backup quarterback situations and whether you're going to be on the road or not. uh, Fitzpatrick, for instance, I didn't know how he was going to play with the Washington football team. We've seen Taylor Heineke, though. They're catching a lot of points with a guy that's been with this group of players previously and uh, a tough road matchup for them, too. But a lot of points there for the Washington football team, though.
6: They're getting a lot of points. Uh, although they're getting less points today than they were Tuesday when I uh, submitted my release on Point Spread Weekly. Um, but that said, uh, Washington Buffalo, I mean, before I even look at the specifics of the teams, I, I, I feel slobber knocker uh, just going into the thing. Now, is Buffalo as good as they looked? against a team in Miami last week that was out without their quarterback, or is Buffalo more like the team we saw against Pittsburgh? There's still a lot we don't know. I look for vast improvement out of Washington, especially on their defense. In fact, I look for vast improvement in the NFL with regard. To defense starting this week. And I just think that seven and a half or more is too many points to give the Washington football team in this situation. I don't care who they're playing.
3: Lou, it's great to talk to you. Great to talk NFL and hopefully we can get some UFC in this segment as well. But uh, you sent us a game that I'm so excited that you threw at us because there are so many great ones. And uh, close to my heart, you gave us a gross, a gross game that I, I'm excited to hit on. So the Atlanta Falcons and the New York Giants, both 0 two teams here. Uh, what I've seen, Lou, is, you know, this game open minus three. Typically, it's around three points home field advantage, probably a little bit less, but basically a neutral site. makers are kind of saying this is a coin flip game. But these threes are mostly juiced up toward Atlanta, plus one, uh, minus 115 with the plus three. Like it may go down to two and a half. That's been the side with liability. Lou, Lou, I got a great, a couple of great systems here on buying low on teams that are 0-2 ATS, uh, buying low on teams off 20-point losses. That's between around 55% and 58% ATS. What do you think, Lou? Two bad teams. Should we grab the points here with the Falcons?
6: Uh, yes, first of all, I will say that in this game, I give the Giants one point at the most for home field. My home field ratings are are dynamically different per team. Uh, Jacksonville zero, Seattle maybe two and a half. Uh, so uh, I really, I, I pay a lot of attention to that. So I don't give the Giants a premium uh, of anything, but maybe one, and it, when I look at the Giants, against the Falcons the Giants are going to try and expose the Falcons secondary because uh the, the quarterback for the Giants and the wide receivers are capable uh I think the defense for Atlanta that front seven is going to try and expose the horses or the fact that New York Giants don't have any horses in their front line and I think that's more where the game's going to be won because uh, Daniel Jones isn't going to have time I don't think to throw the ball. I like Atlanta a lot in this uh, situation. And I am aware my analytics people at Gamble World uh, headquarters have also told me there's a, there's a couple of teams this week that are so absolutely ugly that if you told your friends you were going to take them, they'd laugh you out of the room. And sometimes you you just can't be afraid. There's some ugly ducklings this week.
2: Oh, Josh, that's probably got you really. Music to my ears Will. I know, right? <laughs> uh, Lou, let's get to Tampa and, and the Rams. First road game here for Tampa. Big game, big matchup. Uh, pick them to a one-point situation. What do you think uh, of this game?
6: Yeah, look ahead line, LA given one. Now all of a sudden you turn around they're getting one and a half. That's a pretty big change even though it doesn't seem like much. Uh, but they're not done coming in on Tampa. Uh, I like LA here for the reason that where Tampa's strong in the passing game and those receivers without AB by the way is where L.A. is strong. Ramsey and that cornerback and defensive backfield is good. And I think the L.A. defense is poised and prepared to show uh, Mr. Tom Brady and company, who, oh, by the way, play in New England next week, uh, that that LA's a formidable place to play. I'm all about L.A. here straight up. I'm all about L.A. if you wanted to tease them up.
3: Lou, let's switch gears a little bit here. I'd love to talk all these games with you, but we got to get to your, your true expertise here with the UFC. Let me get your take on Ortega and Volkanovski. This is going to be uh, obviously your main event here. I've seen a lot of these books open Volkanovski kind of like minus 180, somewhere like minus 190 down a little bit to around minus uh, 180, but obviously going to be a very heavily bet bout. Volkanovski, a little bit older. Uh, f- he's a little bit shorter and actually does have a longer reach here, though. But what do you think, Lou? Volkanovski, 22 and one going against Ortega, 15 and one. Would you lay this, this minus his price with Volkanovski, or would Ortega with some plus money be worth a look?
6: As I uh, handicapped this fight, uh, I, I see we have to respect Ortega's completely closed and decimated. Now, while Ortega came back and beat the Korean zombie in a deft show of improvement okay, with his I striking, think we have some
2: tef- uh, technical difficulties right now with Lou Finicaro, uh here. So, uh, Josh. You know, you were interested in this UFC card. Uh, Is that a fight that you're looking to bet uh, right there, Uh, Volkanovski and Ortega?
3: Gamble and lose take on this one because, again, this is going to be a very popular bet. I'm looking across the market. Volkanovsky, who's 22-1 and one and has been, uh, obviously, a great fighter in his career. Very popular. Yet, we're seeing this line dip a lot. You know, some of these books were minus 190, minus 180, creeping on a little bit. I would definitely defer to gamble and lose take down yeah. here. Um, but also look at uh, Nick Diaz and, and Robbie Lawler. This is another one that caught my eye, Pritch. Did it really?
2: Uh, a- <laughs> that one right there, I, I am puzzled. I don't know what kind of fight we're going to get right there.
3: Yeah, and again, Nick Diaz is a guy who uh, very, uh, you know, boisterous and gets a lot of attention and obviously uh, is a very popular fighter, but uh, what's interesting to me, Pritch, both these fighters are around 38, 39, 40 years old, so it's going to be uh, an older matchup here, and Diaz definitely uh, record-wise 26-9 and 9 versus Lawler 28-15. and 15. What's notable to me is this is almost a fade-the-trendy dog play. You look at Diaz, uh, who's actually a big, a big favorite here in this matchup, mm-hmm. but yet the line has been going to Lawler. Lawler opened like minus 110, minus 120. He's been steamed up to around minus 150, so uh, this is kind of something across all sports. If if a big play, if a player or a team is getting a ton of action here and really popular, yet the line goes the other way, I'm leaning on Lawler there, Pritch. That just looks fishy to me. And that's well, that
2: I mean, that fight looks fishy. Like Nick Diaz, I mean, <laughs> come on. I don't know what kind of fight we're going to get right there. As we do have Lou and back in uh, Lou, we were just talking about that Diaz Lawler fight. Uh, I don't know what to expect with that one at all.
6: It's hard to know what to expect, but here's what I can assure you. The Diaz army, and that's a tsunami wave of Mm -hmm. fans, they'll show up Saturday and that's when they'll bet. So what I would do in this fight is I would wait to see if the Diaz public money affects this Lawler price. For me, the only way I take this fight is to use Lawler, but I'm not going to use him at the current price. I'm going to wait and see if I can get him back closer to pick him once the Diaz people get involved.
2: So, Lou, just wrapping up with your thoughts there for uh, Volkanovski and Ortega. I think we had some technical difficulties as As you've given given us us your breakdown breakdown there. there.
6: Thanks Thanks for letting me go go back back to that. Okay, so it's Volkanovski's Volkanovski's feet feet and his his striking ability ability that's that's going to be completely completely overwhelming overwhelming for Ortega. Ortega, No matter matter how Ortega Ortega looked against the zombie, the zombie's not Max Holloway or Volkanovski. That said, Ortega's got to find a way to get this to the ground, and yet— a short, stubby anvil of a guy in Volkanowski with no neck that, oh, by the way, played rugby at 205, 210 pounds, he's fighting at 145. Volkanovski is, is really set up to look well against Ortega even though I think Ortega can take this fight to decision, I think it's one-sided for Volkanovski. That's how I view this fight. Yeah, use the minus 180 or so in parlays or whatever. Earlier in the week, it was down to 165 where I used it, Um, but it's gonna end up at a market 185 or so, I think. And I think that's a fair price on a champion that's looking to win his 20th straight professional fight.
2: He's Lou Finicaro, Point Spread Weekly contributor. Follow him on Twitter, too, at GAMLOU. Lou, we cannot thank you enough, not only for the NFL insight, but as well as UFC.
6: Thank you guys for having me on, and good luck to everybody.
2: Good luck to you as Thanks, well. Lou. Absolutely. When we continue to program, we got Thursday Night Football, but NCAA style. We'll get to that next.
4: This is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on vSEN, the sports betting network.
2: Make this football season your best sports betting season ever. Start your vSEN free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24-7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits with the money and ticket percentages on every game, plus full access to vSEN.com data and analysis. You get everything vSEN has to offer for only $22 per month, Sign up right now at vcent.com slash subscribe. Welcome back to the show. It's Ben across America, Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you today. So we got Thursday night football uh in the NCAA. Full disclosure, Josh, I cashed a ticket, Marshall Navy. Happy about that. I, I loved oh, I love the fact I love the fact that Uh, Marshall wanted to step up with competition, hiring uh, Charles Huff uh, from Alabama. So he takes over that program. Quarterback, uh, offense coordinator, continuity, but then athletes all over the place uh, with that defense, too. So they got a tough matchup against Appalachian State. Uh, Same opponent in East Carolina. Uh, App State beat East Carolina, whereas Marshall lost. Uh, What is the market saying about this game right now, Josh? Josh?
3: Yeah, Pritch, so for these standalone games, to me, what I always look for is, is there a really lopsided side here? Because, of course, going contrarian, we like to do it in the most heavily bet games. These are the standalone games, you know, the primetime games. If it's on TV and everyone's watching, you walk into a bar and it's up there on the big screen, these are the games I like to bet against the public, because the public mm-hmm. bias is really, really saturating the market and creating an opportunity to go the other way and buy low on some of these gross plays. So to me, I'm looking at Marshall plus the points here, Pritch. I think you hit the nail on the head. Number one, these teams are both two and one, but the public perception of these teams, I think, is vastly different different. You have App State two and one ATS. You have Marshall one and two ATS. So I always like to kind of buy on the the bad ATS team versus the good ATS team. And then great point by you. They both play East Carolina, uh, where uh, obviously uh, App State takes care of business minus nine wins 33 to 19. But I like that Marshall's coming off kind of a bad loss to East Carolina. This really creates that public bias against them, which I like to actually buy on them because of it. They were a 10.5-point favorite there, Pritch. They lose 42-38, to 38, so they lose straight up as a 10.5-point favorite. That means if anyone bet them in that game, they're mad at them, they don't want to play them, uh, and also gives uh, even more confidence maybe for people to lay the points with App State here. But, Pritch, I like this kind of what the market is telling me based on this movement toward Marshall. A lot of these books open App State minus 75 you're getting a very, very lopsided play where almost two out of three, three out of four bets are laying it with App State here. Mm -hmm. We remember beating Michigan a few years back and kind kind of that trendy school that a lot of people, they know it's small, but they kind of love them. They just kind of remember them winning a lot of games and doing good things. But that bias, again, is maybe leading App State to be overvalued. But again, put that all aside, Public is all over App state yet. They open minus seven and a half and they're down to seven. You know, you can walk the tightrope and say, Hey, I'll wait this thing out. Maybe I'll get the hook again. Uh, I, that's what I would do. If you're looking at Marshall, okay. you know, you're at minus you're at plus seven right now. So you missed the hook. So unless it's juiced up plus seven minus uh, minus one fifteen, like it's going to six and a half, then okay, I'll jump on the seven, but I, I'll wait and see if the hook pops up again. If it does, I'll grab Marshall. Even if it doesn't, I'm taking Marshall plus seven here, Pritch. And I think what you're banking on is their offense. You know, both these teams defensively are pretty much equal. They're giving up 18, 19 points a game. Mm-hmm. But Marshall, anytime I'm on, I'm on a dog, I want a dog that can score points and keep me in the game and maybe not win it, but cover that number. Like for example, Pritch, you're talking about the Cowboys. They're great offense against the Chargers end up winning that game outright. But those are the sort of things I look for. Marshall's averaging 44 points a game, a great offensive team. I think that's going to keep them in this game here. Pritch. We also saw a little bit of over money here. It's going to be a great night at App State uh, total open 57 and got all the way to 60. There's a little buyback on the yeah. under 60. We're now looking around 58, 58 and a half 59. But Pritch, what do you think? I I like those little nuggets you had from, you know, the Bama contingent going over to Marshall. They played some of these good schools. I'm on Marshall plus seven. What do you think, Pritch?
2: Well, I'm on Marshall now (laughs) because I was looking uh, to bet this game and, and I wanted to hear your thoughts. Uh, and what the market was uh, implying to you, too, because uh, I needed that insight right there. So thank you for that. I am going to bet, Marshall. I just love the fact that they want to step up and profile, uh, and so hiring uh, Charles Huff, Uh, And he takes over this program, but he kept the offensive coordinator. He knew how important that was going to be to the quarterback. And you mentioned Marshall being able to light up a scoreboard. It was a shootout uh, against East Carolina. Marshall had 647 yards, but they (laughs) turned the ball over three times. And so when you're in a shootout like that, uh, those mistakes like that can cost you a game. Uh, So they lose that game 42-38. But, no, I, I do like the fact that Marshall can put up points and light up the scoreboard in this one. This one's going to be a great game tonight.
3: Yeah, it really is, Pritch. And I think that's another thing that we always talk about. And uh, the team at Visan does a great job of explaining this, but not just going off of scores. Like, if you look at that score 42 38 minus 10.5, you're like, wow, right. Marshall really uh, laid an egg there. They were favored to win by 11 or more, and they lose outright. But again, the box score, what does that tell you? That tells you they played pretty well, but the turnovers killed Mm -hmm. them. I think that's an important factor here when you're looking to buy on these spots. And again, if you give me a a primetime game, you know, and again, I like these games a lot. You know, we go back to like last, was it Thursday or Friday? Maybe it was Friday night with that spot with uh, Illinois and both Louisville. When I see these like only games in town type games where there's only one or two games in college on a Thursday or Friday and everybody's taking one side. I think they're just thirsty for action and they're gonna overvalue typically the favorite there. I love these buy opportunities. So, this is kind of a, a blueprint play for me. Contrarian in a heavily bet game. Uh, public is all over App State, yet they fell minus seven and a half down to seven. Tells me really the key play there was if you could find App with the hook with a seven or with uh, Marshall with the hook yep. plus seven and a
2: half. Yeah, there. definitely looking for that. If I can find it, I'll jump on the seven though. But uh, <laughs> if I can find the hook, uh, uh, that'll make me feel a little bit better about that bet. But let's get to some other big games coming up this weekend. Uh, Notre Dame and Wisconsin, a huge one. I've cashed a ticket on Notre Dame before as well, uh, on the road against Wisconsin. Uh, Wisconsin laying six and a half here at uh, the South Point four. Uh, Actually, in Chicago. Sorry about that. Uh, I knew it was in Chicago, but Wisconsin's the home team in Chicago. Uh, 45 is the total uh, in this one, Josh.
3: Yeah, so they're definitely with some under money. I think the total open around 46 and a half down to 45. You always got to take a look at the wind. I think there's going to be about 10 miles an hour there. Soldier field wind. So maybe a lower scoring game. But uh, Pritch, this is a system that I love. uh, And it's really when you look at um, something that looks fishy and makes no sense. Like Notre Dame is an extremely trendy dog here. Everybody's taking Notre Dame. Now, this was a spot with Michigan State against Miami that did not come through, where uh, obviously the public play toward that popular dog uh, with Michigan State ended up beating Miami. Mm -hmm. But I don't think you should let one game sample kind of like ruin a system that has been tried and true for years and years and years. So I really like Wisconsin here. This is a fishy play. Like if Notre Dame is three uh, and O and Wisconsin's only one and one, then why is Wisconsin favored when it's not even a true home game that makes zero sense. So tells me there's something up here. This is again, kind of a trap type situation here uh, again, not intentionally, but I think the public perception is, you're giving me points in Notre Dame. They should be favored in this game. So this thing opens up, Pritch, minus five, minus five and a half, been steamed up all the way to six or six and a half. Why is the line moving to Wisconsin if Notre Dame is, quote, unquote, the better team and they're getting the majority of bets? This looks like a really fade-the-trendy-dog contrarian play, uh, contrarian favorite play for me. I'd be looking to lay the points of Wisconsin. Obviously, you wanted anything six or less. But other couple uh, things here, Pritch, to take a look, uh, an eye out for, uh, coming off a of bye week. You know, if you look at these teams coming off a of buy, especially a favorite off a of buy, uh, they do very well. Wisconsin, again, had a buy, more time to rest, rehab, a game plan against Notre Dame. Those teams coming off of buying college football when you're favored, they're about 56% ATS. You also look at two ranked teams take the favorite. That's about 54% ATS. So again, I think the public is going to say easiest play of the week is Mm -hmm. grabbing Notre Dame of the points, but why did it open at five, five and a half? Why is it up to six and a half? If everyone's betting Notre Dame, Pritch, I like Wisconsin to, uh, to cover this number. This just looks really fishy to me.
2: This one's intriguing. It really is because (laughs) I was looking at another angle. So Wisconsin uh, true to form in the big team. Uh, I mean, you can take a nap during a Wisconsin game. I'm not going to lie about that. (laughs) Now, it's Notre Dame, a lot of excitement. Soldier Field, though. So uh, the the surface at Camp Randall is field turf. And I, I was curious if you had any information about Wisconsin on natural grass.
3: Ooh, that's a great point pritch I would say uh one thing with natural grass that you like is unders you know obviously okay. it's a uh kind of a thicker grass yep. it, maybe it's a little bit deeper you can't cut as well you your you're kind of your footing and your tracking isn't as good for you know offensive play obviously also the kicking game you know obviously the outdoor elements so anytime you get you get outdoor real grass thicker grass it d- definitely has a slight edge there to the under and again this thing did open you know 45 46 and a half even down the to 45, 45. but but, yeah, Pritch, what's your angle? Playing, you know, high school, college, NFL, you played it all. Uh, what yeah. was the difference when you were wide out, you know, field turf, uh, ver, uh, astro turf versus natural grass? How do you think that affects these players here?
2: Well, you're faster on field turf for sure. Now, natural grass, soldier field, that grass typically is a little thicker uh, and sometimes slick uh, next to the water right there. But uh, I wonder if Notre Dame's more equipped for that, more so than Wisconsin. Now, it's Just a different angle I was looking at on that matchup. Let's get to one more real quick. Uh, A&M. Uh, against Arkansas, Arkansas surprising people. Now, this is a neutral site, too, in Arlington, AT&T Stadium.
3: Yeah, this one is notable to me, Pitch, because everyone's taking Arkansas on this one, and that's kind of surprising. You know, both teams are 3-0. Arkansas is 3-0 and ATS. Uh, Texas A&M is 2-1 and ATS, uh, and Arkansas has really been rolling over all their opponents, but uh, what's notable to me is you're having almost three out of four bets grabbing the points here with Arkansas. Right now, it's around uh four and a half, 5, 5.5, something like that. Um, it's ticked down a little bit. I saw some five and a halfs, maybe down to 5, but this is notable to me that uh, the easy play to me seems like grabbing Arkansas, an undefeated team, an undefeated 18. That's the other thing, Pritch. Like in the NFL, buying low on teams that I haven't covered. And the flip side for any other sport, especially college football, mm-hmm. it's betting against teams that continue to cover because anyone who's bet Arkansas this year is three and zero, saying Arkansas is my favorite team. They keep making me money, so I'm going to keep betting on them. But that leads them to be overvalued most times by the by the the betting public and the odds makers set those lines knowing that. So to me, Arkansas looks like a trendy dog in this spot, Pritch. I'd be looking to lay the points with AM. Uh, But what's your take here? Would you lay the points at or can Arkansas give them a game here?
2: Well, I mean, this game gets interesting because uh, of the track record so far. I mean, Arkansas surprising people big time. And then AM, I just saw them against my bus uh, struggle a little bit with a backup quarterback. That Notre Dame Wisconsin game, that under looks mighty intriguing, mighty enticing uh, right there. Thursday Night Football, NFL style. That's coming up next.
0: plus
4: this is betting across america with mike pritchard and josh applebaum on v the sports betting network
2: Sign up today at BetMGM and enjoy the thrill of victory on your very first bet. The king of sportsbooks welcomes you to Showtime with the lock of the year. Simply place a $10 Moneyline wager on either Carolina or Houston. And if either team scores a touchdown, you'll win $200 in free bets, regardless of your bet's outcome. Just use bonus code VSAN200 when you make your first bet to take advantage of this offer. Enjoy football like never before with BetMGM's live betting options, boosted odds specials, and daily promotions all season long. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use bonus code VSEN200 to win $200 in free bets if either Carolina or Houston scores a touchdown. It's a new customer offer. Paid in free bets. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21. Please gamble responsibly. If you feel you have a problem, it's 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Welcome back to the show, Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you today. So Thursday night football in the National Football League. Josh, Panthers on the road laying eight against the Houston Texans. Now, Houston Texans, they win that first game at home against Jacksonville. Uh, Your thoughts on this matchup?
3: Yeah, so first off, I think we got to give some props to Matt Rule. You know, he's done this at Temple. He's done this at Baylor. Year two is when these teams typically take a leap with him as head coach. And really, Panthers have been a great start and a great surprise here in the NFL so far. They're 2-0 and straight up. They're 2-0 and ATS. As you mentioned, Pritch, they, they cover against the Jets, minus 3.5. They win that opener 1914. Mm-hmm. Big win against uh, the Saints, yes, uh, last week, 26-7 as a three-point dog there. Uh, but I think we may be kind of overvaluing the Panthers and maybe undervaluing the Texans. I think that's what I always look for uh, in these primetime matches. So, Houston, who all summer long, Pritch, uh, everyone was telling us how terrible they're going to be. They had the lowest win total of four. Um, I don't think they're as bad as we were told. And again, a team with a lot of veterans, and obviously you don't have Deshaun Watson, but uh, I like it when the public perception doesn't always match uh, exactly what you see on the field. So, Houston, one and one straight up. They're also two on ATS. They've been a good bet here. Uh, upset the Jags in that week one spot. They lose to Cleveland last week 31-21, but they cover that big number, the 13 and a half So, Prish, the way I'm looking at this, uh, number one, uh, we got this from BetMGM, our our buddy John Ewing, 78% of tickets on the spread are laying the points of the Panthers here. So, just from a contrarian angle-type situation, wanting to do it in these one-off, heavily-bet primetime games, you know, Sunday night, uh, Thursday night, Monday night, we do know these primetime dogs are 4-2 ATS, just from the standpoint of you walk into a bar and everyone's on Carolina, you know, eight out of ten bets I like just from the just from a pure contrarian angle, grabbing the points here with Houston. But uh, I would I would admit, you know, early I think there was some Carolina money that came in. A lot of these early look at lines are actually Carolina minus four, Pritch. And then we, obviously with uh, you know Davis Mills being the starter here and Tyrod getting hurt, kind of reopened minus seven. A lot of uh, respected bettors did hit the seven early. Mm-hmm. But now that it's at eight, I think if you're laying the eight, even if Carolina rolls here, I don't think you should get in the habit of laying numbers after they move so much. You're just not getting any value. So I'm looking to buy low on houston plus eight in this spot now if you do like carolina i would look at them in a tease pritch this is something that wise guys love to do teasing through multiple key numbers it's kind of the wong teaser he kind of revolutionized this uh, like 30 years ago uh but getting the carolina panthers minus eight to minus two why is that a, a smart move because you go through the seven you go through the three multiple key numbers now even if it's a tight game and houston covers but you get Carolina uh, under that field goal you can cash that bet I think a lot of people will probably pair that with maybe Arizona against Jacksonville taking Arizona seven and a half down to one and a half or maybe Baltimore eight down to the two uh, against Detroit but pretty cool things to like about Houston here can and heavily bet game inflated line now you're getting eight off the opener of seven uh, dogs are 66 percent ATS so far this year 21 and 11 ATS Primetime dogs and two ATS. Uh, Our buddy John Ewing sent us this stat as well. Uh, Since the merger in 1970, September home dogs of seven points or more Pritch, They're 91 and 59 ATS, 61%. Also, if you look at uh, a crazy stat here, which I don't know if if there's much to it, but uh, I kind of like it. It kind of goes, maybe it's a little confirmation bias, but if you're looking at Davis Mills tonight, the last five uh, rookie quarterbacks to make their starting debut on Thursday Night Football they're four and one straight up. They're five and ATS. Mm-hmm. The guys who did it and covered here, Pritch uh, Brett Rippin, David Blau, Nick Mullins, Deshaun Watson and, and Jacoby Brissett back in that deflate gate year. So I'm looking at grabbing the points here, Pritch. Now the total is intriguing. I think there was some under money. I think it was like 44 down to like 43, but the thing you got to worry about is these primetime overs are six and zero to start the year. Uh, and also if you look at these dome non-conference overs that are low 45 or less, uh, with the deflated number, they're 58% uh, to the over the last decade. So uh, what do you think, Pritch? Is this, is this line a little high for you, or would you rather Carolina a teaser? What's your take on this game?
2: Well, so it is inflated. I-, I was waiting for those words, uh, to hear those words right there. So I, I believed it was inflated. I mean, uh, it is Houston. It's the Texans. I get a lot of noise right there. And so um, at some point, the wheels are going to fall off. I don't know when that's going to happen, maybe after this game, a short week. Uh, but I don't see a big difference between Davis Mills, And Tyrod Taylor, I just don't see it. I mean, I get it. He's a rookie quarterback. But you look at the Texans, they're averaging 29 points a game. The first game, certainly 37 points. Okay, 21 points on the road. Uh, But yet there's other factors at play here. you got a veteran team uh, that could rally around this quarterback, this young quarterback, uh, smart quarterback, uh, from what everybody has said. Uh, So – is the game plan going to be overly complicated? Is it going to be uh, above his? Is he going to be above his skis here in this game? I don't see that for Davis Mills. Maybe he makes a ton of mistakes or, or not. But uh, the chance for uh, the Texans at home with eight points—that is more intriguing to me uh, than than laying eight points for sure at this point. Uh, and then what you said about the teaser situation—I have a good friend, great friend, actually, Josh. Uh, he's part of my teaser syndicate. Uh, and he says that teasers are the weapons that betters can use against the books. Ooh, I like that. Pritch. That's good. <laughs> we
3: got a lot of potential there. No, and uh, don't name any names. You don't want no, to gonna spot do that here, no. but, yeah. Don't do that. But I agree. And I, I totally think so. I think the whole point though, is if you do them correctly, right. I think a lot of people, when they look at teasers, they just say, Hey, you know, I can tease a team from plus 10 to plus 16. Boom. My chances of winning are increased, but you got to be strategic about it. It's really this teaser in particular going through multiple key numbers that has a ton of value because that's the really the way to attack these. I don't think you want to get in the mentality of, Oh, just give me more points. And I'm more likely to win. No, you got to go through these key numbers. Like again, the eight down to the two, why is that important? You go through the seven, you Go through the three. Another one that I love, Pritch, is a dog that's like four and a half, mm-hmm. taking him up to t- plus ten and a half. Right. That way, you go through the seven and you go through the ten. So, I think that's really, really important. I think your buddy's definitely uh, in the right there. Um, and I also say, Pritch, you know, just correlative betting. When you're on a really contrarian home dog in a primetime game and you're a dog getting more than a touchdown with a low total, I always love dogs, low totals because if this is going to be a tight game, a low scoring game, I think some of the numbers we threw up Panthers, I think they're at five and over the under, or they've cashed a lot of unders here uh, with Matt rule recently. Um, you're getting big points in a low total game. It's going to be hard for the Panthers to cover that number. Uh, That gives me a little bit of uh, a faith or confidence maybe in the Texans, but yeah, give me the points here, Pritch. I just think this line's too high. Uh, And again, the only way I'm playing Carolina is with that teaser. Mm -hmm. I'm grabbing the plus eight though here, Pritch. I think this is a a little bit too high of a number.
2: All right. I'm seeing feedback all over the place. Social media, Josh, the market insights, the podcast is phenomenal. Uh, Highly recommend it. Uh, What do you have for us today from a market insights perspective?
3: Well, I appreciate it, Pritch. Always grinding here, my man. So uh, number one, I had to get to this WNBA because WNBA (laughs) playoffs – start tonight. So uh, Daniel Alvari, our colleague, I know she's excited for it. She's the sharpest WNBA better at visa sharpest one I know. But one thing that I really like, Pritch, we talk about this niche market where throwaway percentages, they mean nothing because there's not enough public betting to really make it worthwhile to bet against the public. So line moves are really, really meaningful. And I, I, I lean a lot on system matches as well. Not a, not a trend, but a system. The distinction to me is a bigger sample size that's proven over time, and it doesn't matter who the teams you are, the two teams you plug in the system, it's still profitable. So what I'm getting at, Pritch, is playoff overs in the WNBA. I was looking at some research here. The last five years, uh, playoff t- uh, regular season totals, the over, it's like 50-50. There's no juice. There's no advantage. Even with the juice, you're actually down a little bit. But playoff overs, postseason overs, the last five years, they're 47 and 33, 59%. So you jump up nine percent. Uh, you know win rate here taking over in the postseason as opposed to the regular season now if you go a little further and a total is 160 or higher that same system playoff overs 160 or higher 35 and 22 almost 62 percent the last five years so We tend to see higher scoring games in the playoffs. And both of these games tonight, I'm taking the over. Uh, You look at the wings in the sky, Pritch. Again, a niche market with a move that's meaningful because it's mostly by respected betters. That total opened 165. It's now up to 167. Uh, And then the same thing with the Liberty and the Mercury, Uh, another niche spot where it's it's hitting to the over. And there's no public saying, give me these overs tonight. These are betters who follow WNBA, no WNBA. Uh, This game here, Mercury and Liberty opened 163, bet up to 165. So give me both overs here, Pritch. Okay. I got a historical angle. The market's moving to the over. I want points, points, points. I don't care who wins, who <laughs> covers. I just want a lot of scoring back and forth. I'm going over in both of these games. So tomorrow. betting
2: activity because of the playoffs. I mean, are you noticing a difference there?
3: Uh, it's ticked up a little bit here, Pritch, but it's, it's kind of marginal. You know, the one sport that really jumps is NHL. Like NHL is pretty low bet all year. You do see playoff hockey. People get into it and bet a little bit more, but I'm okay with that. I want these tickets to stay low. I want the public to not even look at this. Uh, I want this to be a, you know, a niche number that moves up with a good historical betting system. So, a lot of points. I want every possession, Pritch. I want a bucket. That's what I'm rooting for tonight.
2: Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's playoff basketball too, so you would want that anyway. So, uh, liking the points and all those situations right there. WNBA. Nice breakdown.
3: I appreciate it, Pritch. Hey, we got to cover all our bases. You're in Vegas. I'm in Boston. We got to get all the sports in. I mean, uh, what's better than this? Uh, great job today, my man.
2: Yeah, great job as always by you, Josh Applebaum. Uh, good luck with your plays for sure. Uh, the Edge come up next right here on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network.